खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. Auz billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. फायर whose fuel is men and stones or which are appointed angels stern and severe who disobey not Allah in what he commands them and do as they are commanded chapter 66 verse 7 the topic is raising religious children and the role of a father i'll talk about four different points today and i hope i deliver the message that i want to deliver the first point we will talk about is the responsibility whose responsibility it is anyways of taking care of children when it comes to spiritual uh, training the second point we will talk about is the culture what is a culture and who owns a culture and how it impacts the lives of our children the third point we will talk about today is the challenges what are the challenges how they impact our lives or the lives of our children and the fourth and the final point is how do we respond to those challenges in the light of islamic teachings so first of all we'll talk about responsibility so let me start by asking everybody just raise your hands how many of you think raising a spiritual child is a responsibility of a mother anybody all right how many of you think it's a responsibility of both parents i was expecting that fine i mean i'm i'm not going to disagree with this whether it's a mother's responsibility or both parents responsibility it's it's fine to have your point of view but here i'm trying to present to you that sometimes as fathers we may be delegating too much to our uh, to our wives to give them the responsibility i'd like to give you two perspectives here one is the secular perspective and one is the religious perspective to say and show how fathers are responsible for this spiritual training of our children let's look at the religious perspective first prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the founder of islam he stated the best thing a father provides to his child is good manners and ethical training the father that's prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam making the statement it's father not the mother or the both parents father when i was doing the research on this topic and i was looking at other cultures and other religions 
And I found out Bible said exactly the same thing as well. I was not surprised at all. It said that both parents might have the authority over a child, but the father has a responsibility for, responsibility for spiritual training of a child. Father, not both parents. Both parents have the authority. So when I looked at, the, looked at further to the history of uh, mankind and the faiths, and I look at all the prophets of God, and I see that all the prophets of God happen to be men. And I saw a sign from Allah Ta'ala in that, that he also appointed men for the spiritual training of mankind. I saw this another sign that father has more responsibilities than a mother has. And I'm not here to say that mothers do not have responsibility. So that's the religious perspective. Now let's look at the secular perspective. Research shows that engaged fathers have positive influence on the life of children. Children have more self-esteem if fathers are more engaged. That's what the researchers are saying. And they're saying that if fathers are missing in the house, those children are more involved in crimes, whatever crimes you may want to call them. There's high number of incarceration, high number of dropouts from high schools, because fathers are not engaged in the lives of their children. That's what the research is saying. Now let's look at the child development experts. The child development experts are also saying that one of the best things a father can do for his children is to respect their mothers. And why do they say that? They're saying that houses where fathers love their mothers, their children's mothers, or in other ways, their wives, the children are more attached to the families. They're more attached to the society. They're not going to leave you or go astray in that case. Again, child development experts are saying that. So when we look at both the secular and the religious perspective, and we look at the lives of Prophet Muhammad and Promised Messiah Islam, of how much they were engaged in the life of their children, and how passionately and intentionally they loved their wives as well. And we've heard those speeches. How much love they had for their wives as well. When you look at all these aspects, what we conclude that the responsibility of a spiritual training of the child is of that of a father, more of that of a father than a mother. That was my first point. Now my second point is about culture. So let's talk about what the culture is anyways. What is the culture? I'll read the definition. Culture is a system of shared assumptions, values, and beliefs which governs how people behave in an organization. These shared values have strong influence on the people in the organization and dictate how they dress, act, and perform. How everybody dresses, acts, and perform. That's what culture is. It's the behavior of how we act. I'll give you my own example in this case. Growing up, I just never liked the shirts which had bold letters on them or big logos. I don't like those shirts. That's my personal view. And my children also don't like this anymore and either. And why is that? I even asked my child recently, I said, do you want this shirt? It's a good shirt. And it says A and F on it. It's a very nice shirt, buy it. And his answer was, he's a teenager. His answer was, eh. Which translates to a teenager language. It translates to not my style. That's, that's the impre impression that we leave on children as fathers, because I didn't like them. 
There was an analysis recently, an analysis done by New York Times, and it, it states that the sons of sen senators, for example, have roughly 8,500 times more likely to become senators than an average American. Sons of senators. So if the sons of famous CEOs and Pulitzer Prize winners had similarly outlandish edges over their non-famous, non-Pulitzer winning competition, this is how much influence fathers have on their children. And their answer was, it is because of the impact of household culture. So your household culture tells you. And it goes on to say that an auto mechanic will instill different interests in our children than will an architect. And a child exposed to, say, tinkering might be more prone to spending time in the garage than at the drafting table. So your children are looking at what you are doing, and they have more chances of doing what you are doing. So what do we conclude from this secular study? We conclude that if we are going to have religious culture in our houses, children are going to be religious. If we are going to say namaz at houses, they are going to say namaz as well. They're following us. They're looking at us. Now the question is, who sets the culture? Is it father or a mother? I'm not going to ask you. I kind of know where your answer is. The culture of an organization is usually set by the leader of the organization. And if you don't believe that, let's look at the president of a country. For example, when we had President Bush as the president of the United States, we had a different culture and a different vibe to the country. We had President Obama. We had a different culture and different vibe to the country. We have President Trump. We have a different culture and different vibe to the country. So the president or the leader of the country or an organization has an immediate impact of how everybody behaves. So a leader actually creates the culture. And we see that if our boss changes at work, and we immediately see the impact of, on our lives. We start coming on time, if the boss is coming on time, we leave and the boss leaves. So the boss also has a direct impact on us. That's the impact of a leader. Now a million dollar question is, who sets the culture in the house? Who is the leader of the house? And some of us might say that wife is the boss, right? <laughs> While wives may be bosses in some of our houses, but let's look at who really is the boss. <laughs> no, actually, I'll tell you my example. My, my daughter actually tells me at times, my daughter tells me uh, that my, when my wife or her mother is sick, uh, everything in the house goes as normal as it can be. The kitchen work, the kids, the guests, and the grocery, everything happens as normally as it can be. But when I'm sick, I complain and moan, it's like life is going to come to an end. So I am controlling the culture, right? And you must have heard about wives talking about husbands as well. That I have flu and my husband has flu. I'm working in the kitchen and he's dying on the couch. <laughs> so who is setting the culture? We are. We control that remote. We are watching the TV. We want to control the remote. So we change the culture. If we say namaz, their children are going to follow us. We are setting the culture. And according to Islam, we are supposed to lead prayers. If you're going to have prayer in congregation, let's say Maghrib and Isha, if you cannot have all five, or Fajr, Fajr, Maghrib and Isha, kids are going to follow us. They will follow us. They want to follow us. There is a poem from an unknown author. 
and it goes like this. Walk a little slower, Daddy, said a child so small. Walk a little slower, Daddy, said a child so small. I'm following on your footsteps, and I don't want to fall. I'm following on your footsteps, and I don't want to fall. Sometimes your steps are very fast. Sometimes they're hard to see. So walk a little slower, Daddy, because you're leading me. Someday when I'm all grown up, you are what I want to be. Then I will have a little child who will want to follow me. So walk a little slower, Daddy. So that's what child is saying to the father. Children are watching us, of course. They are following us. They want to follow our first steps. So we must cultivate an Islamic culture in our houses so they can become a pride for our Jamaat and they can become good Muslims and good citizens of this country. So we must set those examples and set that culture in our house. We are the leaders of the house. We own the culture of the house. So now we kind of talked about responsibility, fathers, culture owned by father. Let's talk about the challenges. That's my third point. When I was growing up, our challenges were different. If a child would misbehave, the child is going to skip school. That's something we used to hear. Today, the child is not going to skip school because the child has the opportunity for drugs and dating and proms and all other activities at school, and he doesn't have to go or she doesn't have to go somewhere else. They get those opportunities at school. Before they used to skip school, now they don't have to. That's different. Before, when we were growing up, if my father beats me up, what would the neighbor say? That Rana Saab is doing an awesome job, right? But now, that's not the case anymore. If you even try to spank the child or even look, him, look at the child differently, your parenting skills are being questioned. Your fundamental parenting skills are being questioned. Before, when we were growing up, children did not have access to inappropriate material. We know that. It's on their fingertips today. It's very different today. Before, when we were growing up, parents would arrange our marriages at age, between age 22 and 28, that we have graduated from university or have done something, and now they would look for our matches. Today, what is happening today? Children have found their matches, especially boys. They have found their matches before they even left the high school. Look closely. That's exactly what happened. In high schools, they have found their matches before they chose their professional career. And when we were growing up, parents were, one parent was always home. Today, either one parent is not home or both parents are not home. It is because both of them are working or they're single parent homes. So the parent is not home when the child returns from school. And if again you look at the statistics, you will be surprised how much wrong acts the children are involved in when they come from school. That's the bad time. The divorce rate was one in thousands before. It's almost one in two today. So challenges today are much different and much bigger than ever before. I want to share a couple of stories with you. That one of the stories that I watched um, on CBS 60 Minute, and it was 
extremely hard to watch, but I want to share this with you. It, there was a child, a 14-year-old child in Wisconsin. In a weak moment of his day or night, he decided to send a naked picture of himself to another 14-year-old girl. A 14-year-old boy, he sent a naked picture of himself to a 14-year-old girl. What happened? The mother of the 14-year-old girl went to police, and this child is facing decades behind bar and a lifetime of registry as a child predator. That's how significant this impact is. It was so difficult to watch the child, and it was so difficult to watch their parents of how their lives were considerably changed. It was very painful. One small act by a very innocent child, one little moment, the whole life changed for the whole family. That's how significant those challenges are. There were five teenager boys in Michigan they were goofing around after high school, after their school. One of them decided to throw rocks on the highway. One of the rocks penetrated through the windshield into a passenger's heart, and he died. All five kids are facing homicide charges. Completely destroyed their life by their company. One child made a mistake. Five children are facing this kind of serious challenge because parents were not present. They didn't know where the boys were. That's how significant those challenges are. So it is very important for us to educate ourselves. Here are some statistics for you. 17% of high school students are drinking, smoking, or using drugs during the school day, not after, during the school day. 41% of high school students report having sex. While we might want to believe that is not our kids, I'll ask you to think again. We see that. We see that here. Our kids are there too. Challenges these days couldn't be more serious. And when we listen to these stories and we think it's somebody else's child, and God forbid, until it's not, that's when it, it's closed. It's closed to our home. So it is very important for us to educate ourselves about the challenges that we face in this society. They're much different much more serious, and much more instant, just like this instant, fast-paced world. Our challenges are that serious as well. So we have to educate and learn what is happening around us. Now, now that we talked about responsibility, we talked about culture, we talked about some of the challenges that we face, let's talk about how do we respond to those challenges in the light of Islamic teaching. And what better to start, not to start with Hazrat Khalifatul Masih Khamis Ayatollah bin Asr Aziz. In his sermon on January 24th, he stated, these days children are informed of certain immoralities in schools in the name of education. In schools in the name of education. Our Nizam needs to actively inform children and youngsters of the reality. Parents need to be mindful of their own condition and educate themselves. So the Khalifa of the time is saying, educate themselves about the harms of information which is given to children in the name of education in schools. Here children are taught some very unnecessary things at a very young age, and the argument given is that this makes them aware to differentiate between good and bad. Whereas in fact it does not do that, rather it instills wrong thoughts in the majority of children from an early age. Parental models and surrounding models are mostly bad rather than good. Thus, missionaries 
office holders of auxiliary organizations, and parents all have to make joint efforts to arrange for correct information. We cannot stop the way things are done in schools, and we cannot interfere, however, by identifying to our children what is foul and immoral, we can take them in confidence and show them our good role models and save them from the effect of the environment. That's what the Khalifat al-Masih is saying. When we were growing up, we had a different kind of relationship with our fathers. A father walked into the room and we would just maybe hide behind our mothers or just not say a thing and be as quiet as possible so we are most respectful and we don't accidentally say something. So we were so respectful. Times have changed. Our country of citizenship has changed. Children are expecting things from us. They're looking at us. They want us to behave the way you, uh, they, you want them to behave. They're looking at us to behave in certain ways. And what better than um, reciting some uh, verses from a poetry of Abedullah Alim Saab. He uh, was in the presence of Khalifa Rabe, and he recited these uh, verses. And they're very powerful. And take it from the angle of a child, of how a child is looking at you. And I'll read Khalifa Rabe's statement after that also, and that cements this thought. And Abedullah Alim Saab says, Kuch din to baso meri the child is telling his father to live in his life, be present in front of him, in his eyes, and then become a dream, that's okay. But live in his life. The child is telling his father, you are my mirror. If you are broken and then you are ashamed of yourself, isn't it too late? If you are going to be just like about anybody else in the world, then why should I even, even keep hope with you? That's what child is telling his father. Why should I keep, keep even hope from you? Dunya bhi wahi aur tum bhi wahi. Phir tum se aas lagao to kya? Kuch din to baso meri aankhon mein. Phir khab agar ho jao to kya? In a Friday sermon delivered by his Khalifatul Masih Rabe, he stated, Everyone in the European countries that I visit complains about the generation gap. I try to explain to them that they are creating the gap themselves. I say to them, you verbally try to teach them high morals. You verbally try to teach them nobility of character. You said to them that it is not right to mix up with young men of this type. It is inappropriate to behave in this or that way. But they observed your own life and realized that you were doing the same things under a facade and veneer. These children knew and perceived that you actually took greater interest in those things that you were forbidding them to do. The children are a reflection of your inner self. And the gap that you feel is the gap between your ideal image of yourself 
and your actual image. The image that you wanted to see in this was an imaginary one. And what they have become is the image that your deeds have painted for them. Your deeds have painted the image for them. Thus, what you consider to be a gap is actually a continuation, a continuation of sins, which are touching new heights of abyss. If we may use a term to indicate depth, they're following into the abyss of ignominy. In building the character of the next generation, Jamaat Ahmadiyya will have to bear the principle in mind, otherwise the parents will be deluding themselves and lose control over the next generation who will not listen to them. That's what Khalifa Rabe said. And he, at a different occasion, Khalifa Rabe stated, when children reach a teenage, they do particularly need the presence and friendship of fathers as they learn wrong from outside influence. Fathers may say that their time is taken by working hard to make a living of their children, but what good is wealth that causes children to lose their way? On May 1927, Khalifa al-Masih Khamis Allah bin Aswaziz stated similar thoughts. It is seen that the reason for evils in our homes and bad upbringing of our children is mostly due to the morals and behavior of men. If you would like to have a religious environment in your homes and better upbringing of your children, then it is incumbent for men to make themselves better. Men need to establish their own role model for children, especially for boys. Similarly, it is important to keep a very close eye on your children and their behavior. Earnest prayers for your children are also vital. Those are the statements of our khulafa. So, when we, so what we talked about today, the responsibility, it is father's responsibility. We can share it with our wives, but it is still a father's responsibility. We talked about culture, how significant an impact a culture has, and who owns the culture. A father, the leader of the house, owns the culture. We talked about challenges. We realize the challenges are significant. They're very, very instant. So we must have a strong eye on our children, and also we must be informed about the challenges that we face and how we respond to the challenges by acting the way we want our children to act. This is what Khulafa said. They are a reflection of ourselves. We want them to act the way we are going to be acting. They're not going to listen to us. They are going to follow our actions. I'd like to leave you with this prayer from uh, as, as, as Promised Messiah as Psalm for our children. He said, Dua karta hoon e mere jagana na aave un pe ranjo ka zamana Dua karta hoon e mere jagana na aave un pe ranjo ka zamana na chhode wo tera yastana mere mola inhe har dam bachana yehi dua hai mere hadi for subhan lazi aksal adi May Allah be with all of us and help us educate our children and set great examples for them so they can become better citizen and great Muslims and a pride for our Jamaat. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization.
Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.